0: Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.
1: Retire podcast with me, Jill Kirby, and my great friend, fellow journalist and retirement coach, Marianne Heron. And this is where we cast a critical eye on conventional retirement and explore the merits of changing our mindsets in favor of a fulfilling, productive, rewired, not retired life. Now, as Marianne knows, this is a very personal journey for me. I will be an official state pensioner in 2022, And while I'm relieved to say that my retirement finances are in order, this is a plus side of the job I did for 30 years. Like so many people listening to this though, I don't think I've given enough thought to what I'm going to do with the rest of my life.
2: Yes, you're currently in the honeymoon phase of retirement, and enjoy. Mm -hmm. But in terms of not being prepared, you're you're certainly not alone. And about 60,000 of the over 65s retire every year in Ireland. And, you know, when you do that, uh, and you're not commuting, and in the Mm. office, you've got at least 2,000 extra hours a year to fill. Quite a lot you may be well and truly ready to leave work uh, and have had enough. That's that's the push to get out. But you also need the pull uh, to draw you into a new chapter, something to look forward and bring you into the future. If somebody asks you what do you do and you say, I was a... It's mm, yes. bringing you back to the past. <clears throat> sure. You want to find your new future. And this is in this podcast, we're looking at the whole rewire-don't-retire process, where you're rewiring yourself, having using that capacity, your circuitry, which was tied up with work, to be who you want to be and do what you want to do. But you need a plan to get to where you want to be. And if you're part of a couple you will need a joint plan so that you can dovetail ideas with your partner. And we'll come back to this in more detail in our next podcast. Um, Our narrative, though, around what it means to have an active, exciting stage of life rather than one that is a passive decline needs to change. The other thing that's changing radically is the nature of work, and we've talked about this, where the Probably the last generation of mm-hmm. retirees were able to work for a single employer and have just one career. The other thing is that now that we're living longer and staying younger longer, we now know a lot more about the aging process. And aging is m- a malleable. You can do far more to influence how well you age than you actually imagine. And we're going to take a look at this. But we do need to prepare for this new stage of life. You've got a little head start mm-hmm. here, Joe, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I certainly have. I mean, I've been studying, aside from the fact that my own retirement has been kind of gradual. I've been winding down for the last five years. and can talk about that later. But I've certainly had a little head start because I've also been studying your very useful Rewire Don't Retire Guidebook, which uh, I mentioned before, but I'll mention it again. It can be downloaded from the Irish Life website. It's very useful. Um, and... Am I right in saying I? I you, you say I'm in the honeymoon phase. I suppose I am, except that, I. I guess I. I think I've had maybe a four. I'll have a four-stage retirement. I never had the gold the gold watch and the party and all the stuff at the beginning which is all very exciting but i think i'm right in saying after looking at your book that there's a typical six-stage retirement process for those unprepared retirees um like me um but but having had a full time job it begins with all that excitement and anticipation then followed by the huddington stage where you now feel free to do all the things you've put off for years because you were so busy with work. And I I do appreciate that. I feel like a huge burden has been taken away from me with all the deadlines that I used to have, up to three major deadlines a week and then lots of extra stuff.
2: Yeah, it's lovely to see people in that stage. I have a friend who retired recently and people were asking, <clears throat> how, how was it for you, and, and <laughs> how were you finding it? Mm? And she said, oh, it's fantastic, I can't think why I didn't do it sooner. And mm. they said, well, what, what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm going swimming every day. And I thought, right, that's typical <laughs> honeymoon stage. But how satisfying is swimming, oh, very good for you, nothing wrong with it at all. But how, how long is that going to last as a really satisfying, um, fulfilling thing to do? It's great, but yes. you need something else. Um, And uh,
1: uh, you really need to
2: start thinking about planning. Um,
1: Because that can lead, I mean, I think swimming is a great idea if that's what you, and and in this country you can do it, but even that would probably not fill all those extra hours, would it? And she is probably on course to that slightly rudderless period
2: yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the, the, the reality for a lot of people. Some people, everybody's different. Some people sail off into retirement very happily. No, not not a bother. Uh, and very often that's because they have something already planned, something uh, something, some new purpose uh, to draw them forward. Um, but starting planning both financially and for the new lifestyle. Um, there's something you should really start on before your actual retirement uh, mm. retirement day, and um we talk about how your your life planning uh how to build that
1: how um, far ahead i mean how far ahead do you think people should do it well, I think
2: uh, at least five years in relation to your finances, and mm-hmm. that's something very important. Which, and they found a okay. lot of studies, gives people much more confidence about things going forward. It's such a different ballgame, you know, from getting your wage packet to having mm-hmm. managing your finances. And it's uh, professional advice, you know, makes it a lot easier. In terms of planning your life, planning. Um, Well, a couple of years beforehand, start looking at things, start talking to each other about Mm. what you hope for. Uh, Because very often people have their uh, unspoken dreams and then Mm. when it comes to the point you have a a shock. But um, trying things out, um, looking at the plan for your actual rewirement, this is something which will give you a purpose. And I'd like to think that there are really three main elements to your rewirement. This is about what you're going to mm-hmm. do, where you have something which gives you a purpose um, uh, uh, and um, then also where you continue growing um, and then you know what they say about retirement. you never get a day off in <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't have that <laughs> joke to be on you. Yeah. Do give yourself time off and have um, recreation. So those are three things to look at, uh, including in your plan. Everybody's different. I mean, uh, here in Ireland, uh, about 22% of retirees take up
1: volunteering. Mm, That's right. Great thing to do. A lot of people start that. I found quite a few of my older friends, even before they retired, they now their kids were gone or whatever. Retire- volunteering was something they took up later, but while they were still working. So that's that is a very fulfilling thing to do, isn't it? Yes,
2: uh, and it, it it gives you a lot of satisfaction. Mm. Um, it pro- Even prolongs your life volunteering, yes. and it's found in studies. Um, but there's no one size fits there- all. Other people might want to start yeah. a business. Others want to maybe continue what they're doing. They may mentor or continue as consultants or work part-time. Though, be warned, it's not so easy to continue on working. A lot of people want to do that these days. What um, they found in one survey, about half the people wanted to continue working, mm. mainly for the stimulation and interest, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, be warned, um, it's, once you're over 50, well, it's... that's
1: right. Well, that's right. It takes is... twice as long to sure. be ha- hard. Sure. Uh,
2: but, you know, there's no one-size-fits-all here. Some people want to have a period where they simply sit back and enjoy smelling the roses, oh. or they want to mind the,
1: the the grandchildren, which can be a very full-time occupation. An extremely full-time occupation, <laughs> given, the, given the price of, of childcare, too. Is that a little bit of a trap, do
2: you think, sometimes? I think it's something people should be wary about, you know, uh, in terms of having, you really need to compare expectations, mm. um, you, you know, uh, the next generation might take it for granted. It is really hard for them given, you know, the pressures these days mm-hmm. and uh, some grandparents put in about 36 hours a week, grandchildren, which is, that it's is a it's a, lot. it's a full-time, a full-time
1: job. Time
2: job. And um, the, oh, it's a wonderful thing to be able mm. to do that, but at the same time, one needs to compare expectations with your, your, mm. your kids about mm. what's going to happen with the grandchildren.
1: I have, um, we have friends who, uh, another journalist who finally retired, and her husband did, and they negotiated um, three after school pickups a week. I think it started at maybe that 36-hour business and they worked it down to, we'll pick up the children three days a week, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they'll stay and they'll have their tea and you can pick them up then. And she said, that's perfect because we, you know, they're busy during the day, but that really is something you have to negotiate. That's something you really do have to plan, don't you? Otherwise, it turns into a full-time job.
2: Yes, absolutely. And uh, another thing, you know, uh, uh, to plan for... Uh, if you want to have a really successful re is to work on relationships um, not uh, those with your nearest and dearest and we're going to take a look at that in the next episode but also um, your social contacts, mm. and then you've got the time now to invest in your physical and let's mm-hmm. not forget mel- mental yes. health yes. people tend to leave that to one side and getting your personal affairs in order
1: what do you mean by by your physical and mental health plan i mean are you you're literally saying go well it's an opportunity to go and have a full medical checkup and then to see where you can improve in terms of the exercise that you might like your friend, the swimmer might not have been doing when she was working.
2: Um, yes, definitely get the get the get
1: the checkups.
2: But the thing of it is that there's far more than you realize that you can do to actually influence mm-hmm. your successful aging and your well-being. And uh, we're going to take a take a more detailed look at that. But there's a huge amount you can do in terms of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, you know the the, the major killers. Uh, that's uh, heart disease, mm. diabetes, yeah, sure. uh, cancer, there are there 30% related, of those they? are preventable yeah. through lifestyle yeah. change and you can change lifestyle, avoid those kind of things. And things like exercise, diet, mm-hmm. um, and also doing new things, terribly, you know, terribly um. important for your mental mm-hmm. health. And exercise, not too, uh, is very beneficial to your mental health mm, to right. getting out there
1: anyway we'll have another we we'll have another. you were saying you that. just said though, marianne about getting personal affairs in order that's part of the plan too isn't it it is yes um things
2: <laughs> those things it's decluttering yeah. it really helps your headspace to to declutter um my my daughter took one look in my cupboard and said Mum, do you realise when you go, all this is going to have to be thrown out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nasty wake-up call, but it does. It does help to to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think anybody looking at that wonderful program, Home Rescue, mm-hmm. <laughs> the know, state <laughs> of something. Yeah, I would
1: have thought. I'm, I'm actually quite a. Uh, uh, I do take a very black and white view sometimes of things. And one of the things that I have done this year um are just you know in preparation for my great pension day is I have started decluttering and it's taken so much longer than I thought it would uh, you know it's a big house but I feel that I need it to be cleared out before I can move forward
2: Yes, and it's an emotional process and I think the thing to do is to start small, Mm -hmm. even a draw at a time, Mm -hmm. you know, and and give yourself time because, you know, I think one of the reasons people hold on to things is because of their
1: sentimental Mm -hmm. value, you know, they're part of their history. That nobody else is going to share that's the other thing your children are going to say you kept this for me oh please don't do that
2: <laughs> yeah a good thing to do the other thing is to consider not immediately I think the advice is don't in your first year after you've left work uh, make a move You
1: mean a physical move, moving the house? No, don't don't do it
2: then. Wait. Um, It's it's better. I did. Do you guys do that? (laughs) Yes. But um, then. Are you going to downscale? Uh, Might you make your house wash its face by uh, making it earn its keep and making it creating a a flat in it, Mm -hmm. or maybe taking in somebody you can earn up to 14,000 a year by tax free? Yeah, tax free by by letting a room. Or do you want to downscale? Now, downscaling here is pretty challenging. don't think people should feel, as they're being told by some members of government, that you should mm. kindly move out into an apartment, <laughs> so that you can give your house over to other people. For one thing, it's not going to be properly suitable. For another thing, you know, it's where you've you've lived your life. Sure. You have your memories. You've got all your support network. Um, there aren't very many options. Smaller places cost proportionately more, there's the expense of moving. Some people move down the country, but that should be well and truly researched. Spend some time down there. If you're lucky enough to have a second home, mm-hmm. um,
1: consider may maybe be moving into that, sure.
0: Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie, make sure to select Seat Only Reservation Free Travel Scheme and pay just €2 euro per trip to guarantee you a seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines and stations, and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie.
2: Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again, and think Doru. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones visit doro.ie. Doro phones make friends with innovation.
1: Actually, that's an interesting point because I have come across people who did that downsizing when their children left. Now, that was in the old days when your children actually left home in their 20s. And at least by their 30s, they were gone. Uh, And they actually, I know a few people who've actually done that because they didn't want it to happen when they retired. They were still busy and still working and still able to move uh, and And not have that great uh you know blast of sentiment that would come with already retiring, also come with with having to leave the home that had been there for so long and maybe that's something to consider you know if you can afford to do it 10 years before you retire in your mid 50s when your kids are gone not in your mid 60s or later when now you're really attached to the house because you don't have a job to go to
2: something not to leave too late or where somebody else is taking the decision for for you
1: you. yeah that's right right. the other thing too you've mentioned in the book and I think it's really important is you really do have to review your wills and start making some inheritance plans as well, or not plans, but I mean, consider what you're going to do with your house and your stuff and and who it goes to, and, and that should be part of the plan as well, shouldn't it?
2: Yes, it makes life an awful lot easier for other people. Mm. I mean, okay, things will fall automatically into place if you die in testing, yes. but I think um, the intention, and you shouldn't use your will to settle old scores. treat people fairly, a very important consideration and it's it's one of those things I think that uh, you tend to put off because it's reminding you about mortality but in actual fact when you have done it it's Uh a great relief Uh and it's simple straightforward doesn't mm-hmm. need to cost you a lot um the other thing is um again on the same rather grim subject but uh, the possibility of leaving what they call a living will oh, right? of course. Um, yes sure. so thinking about what you want to happen and the other thing may be a letter of wishes mm-hmm. which will tell people what you want to
1: happen and to your personal small personal things that aren't really part of your yes, big estate
2: also, mm. you know, important these days, what kind of, uh, should you pop your clogs, what kind of service do you want to have, mm-hmm. um, well, then... or oh, do you want a humanistic ceremony, do you yeah, want sure, to cremate all those kind of details, which should you suddenly go, leave your family, and mm-hmm. may leave your family in doubt, so mm-hmm.
1: it, it clarifies things. So that would be but enduring power of attorney, which is will determine, that's, you know that where what sort of
2: that's a separate that's a separate thing should you lose
1: your marbles sure but that yeah. that with the will and with the letter of wishes those are the three parts of yes. that kind of thing isn't it yeah Yeah. we were talking about having a new budget in place and that really is um, a, you know, a key part of the rewiring don't retire well you're retiring but you're rewiring your budget as well you mentioned in the last podcast our first one Marianne that uh, there's a little bit of a shock in realizing when you do finally retire and you're not getting that regular paycheck, that pay paycheck, that you've got to now adjust to a lump sum and then a, um, a fixed, in many people's cases, a fixed income every month. And you have to make that work for the rest of your life if you don't get another job, another paying job. So I guess... You know, I'd like to sort of say here that um, it is, I think, absolutely essential to get proper financial planning advice as you enter that phase, and sooner rather than later. Don't leave this to a few months before you know you're, you're going to get your gold watch. Um, it doesn't really make sense because you're going to only get 253 euros a week from the state pension. And there's nothing you can do about that. That's a fixed amount. And it's entirely up to the government to decide whether or not that goes up or down. So, well, your
2: question about what are you going to do with your lump sum, which yeah, you're probably that's likely right. to,
1: to get to, that's right. is a
2: big question, and how to invest I that. I don't know so much about here because some of my experience was in South Africa. And the awful thing was that people tended to blow that you yeah. know, because uh, average incomes are not great there. Sure. In some instances, and that's something where it's very helpful
1: to have advice. Oh, absolutely, because one of the first things that happens with lump sums, I'm told, by financial advisors is uh, a new car appears. Mm. And uh, maybe that'll change as we all readjust our ideas to carbon, uh, our, our carbon footprints. But it is a lot of money. You know, you, you, you might have 100 grand or more in your lump sum if you've had a relatively well-paying job, but cars are 30, 40, 50,000 euros now. So that always struck me as being kind of a crazy thing to do, but it is a very, very common purchase because you've convinced yourself two things. One is, we'll, this will be our last car you know so it has to be a good car and it has to be a new car a new not a second hand car or an old banger which is what i always drive but it has to be a new car so it's it's not difficult to go through that lump sum very quickly and uh uh, you know arranging to see a good financial advisor a good financial planner ideally at least five years before you retire not a sales broker but a, a financial planner who will charge you a fee for the advice that you get I think is absolutely, absolutely essential
2: Yeah, I think the other thing uh, which we haven't really looked at too is that thing if somebody has a business idea mm-hmm. uh, or maybe they're starting a partnership um, one thing not to do uh, is to put your house as a security no, no, against a business plan. Um, it should require a relatively small amount. Um, and there are systems where you can get a business loan, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very good idea before you start out on mm-hmm. anything like that to talk to Enterprise Ireland. There's a lot sure. available through them. But, I mean, we could be writing a book about that. Yeah, but it's right. just a no-no. Don't risk your house if you're starting a business. No. Or um, indeed, lower your lump sum Mm of it. Um, Yeah, the other things um, we were talking about that are very uh, part of that successful rewirement, we were talking about learning and growing now, on the learning side, that might be upskilling. For instance, if you want to improve your IT skills, and which what, you've done rec- uh, again recently, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's brilliant. Age Action have a great yeah. free course mm-hmm. where um, you can get a, a young one, obviously,
1: <laughs>
2: to guide you through. I think you get five sessions, and it. Um, and then there are all the active retirement groups. groups. Um, mm-hmm. There are things like men's sheds and now women's sheds too, which is an absolutely brilliant idea because they're having that somewhere to go and mm-hmm. that social contact, mm-hmm. it combines both of those mm-hmm. things. And they're, they're spreading, well, maybe not so much now during the pandemic, but that's something to look at.
1: And they're forward. not just women things. Um, I, I I heard recently that there are... Uh, groups of women, retired women, and again, you know, 65, you're still pretty young, who are now getting together to learn household, practical household skills like the plumbing and how to do some electrical stuff and the things that you would have expected your husband maybe to take or a partner male partner to do. So it's not just, I think I think it's a lovely idea to hear that there's a quilting group. I'm, I've gotten really interested in sewing again uh, during the pandemic, something I hadn't done for many, 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 many years. Um, but I was really intrigued to hear about how, you know, if I wanted to, and I think I might, uh, I live in an old house. I, I should be doing a little plumbing and, and electrical yes, know, I think that's skill,
2: great that that's and I mm. love the story about this guy who had spotted a business opportunity he realised how difficult it is to get somebody to come do small jobs yes, repair yeah. jobs and he started this business called Husbands for Hire Ooh. which left a few <laughs> misunderstandings <laughs> with husbands and It was sure. great while it lasted I think the traffic put him out of business oh. eventually but anyway another important part of uh, your rewiring is um, learning something new um, and recreation, um, to learning a new language or taking up a musical instrument, you know, great banjo courses mm-hmm. around the place, um, and it's incredibly good for your, your brain, you know, keep on learning new things, um, reading... And there are lots of things that don't involve any expense like joining a hill-walking club or a sea-swimming group back to the swimming. (laughs) The kind of things that people have taken up and enjoyed during the lockdowns. One of the things that you're really earning and aiming for Mm. is personal fulfilment. Especially when it comes to having something purposeful that you're doing. Um, You want to be your authentic self. Mm and um, uh, to uh, have self-fulfillment, if you like, um, which is really the highest rung in Professor Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, so where you can be your best self. Sure.
1: So definitely a more nuanced picture than the standard golf and gardening retirement scenario, isn't it? Um, It's not... uh, Again, those are pastimes. Those aren't something that you're going to spend the rest of your life looking forward to as a fulfilling achievement i mean it's just so it is a big difference between pastimes and actual purposeful activity
2: yes you need the contrast between mm. the two i mean it doesn't need to be anything huge it can be just so long as it's about yeah. five, as five hours five hours a week or so and there's an mm. end result of whatever mm. it is it's just what seems to count and uh, the thing about uh, when you leave work, a lot of, you know, you're still the same, a lot of your aspect, aspects, aspects sorry, of your life remain the same. But it does affect everything from your wallet to your relationships. Mm. And work supplies us with a lot of the things that we need. Now, status, companionship, mm-hmm. purpose, <clears throat> and identity. And putting together a plan that addresses what you're going to miss from work, the stimulation, the socializing lets you lets you answer the question of who you are now that the work title has
1: been taken away I, think, uh, I I think finding that definition of the authentic self is probably one of the toughest things that you have to look at when you do retire though um i i I have to say i've I think I've gotten past that stage of identifying myself as the person who used to, you know, write newspaper columns and radio programs and giving seminars. I, I genuinely think I'm over that now, and it's in the past. And I don't want to keep looking back to that. I, I'm, I really do want to be looking to the future and to something different in my life. And the things that I had been putting off are very different from. Uh, from what I did for 30, 40 years. So... Yes,
2: I mean, it may, can be a continuation of what you were doing or it may be something completely new. Um, and, you know, as I say, I had my eureka moment. It's about finding some of the ways to satisfy the needs previously met by work. It's looking mm-hmm. at a very useful... Um, Uh, exercise if you do a drawing of your river of life Hmm. and you know
1: where you started and where where you've been and all those turns and twists (laughs) and that's
2: right and look in it for the you know you can have the turbulent patches the rapids and the calm stretches but look in it uh, look for those peak moments Mm. where things were, you know, you were completely lost in what you were doing, Mm. you really enjoyed, enjoyed it. And that's where we want to be looking for your purposeful activity. And often, when you think about what you did in your work, it's not so much what the actual job was, it was some of the talents that were involved Mm -hmm. in doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, with a teacher, say, it might be exciting your imagination, Mm -hmm. you know, reaching out to others. Um, Organizational
1: skills for somebody who was office-bound, but was really good at their job.
2: Yes, and uh, let's hear a, a, a word about Uh, creativity and Mm -hmm. we tend to think oh I couldn't be creative you know I can't paint like Picasso or whatever (laughs) but there's a huge it should be a very wide definition but one thing Mm -hmm. I found in studying this subject is that there's people who are in the creative sphere tend to keep on yes. doing what they're doing. Mm. What they're doing. Look at Clint Eastwood; just yes. made another movie, produced, Ninety-one, direct, no, 91. Yeah, yeah, that's right, extraordinary. And and they actually tend to live longer. Yes, and, and because sure. they're remaining involved, they're engaged, they're mm-hmm. doing something they love doing. Mm. So, there's a lesson in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, and a great opportunity because most people, unfortunately, oh, well, I, I say unfortunately because I. I I wasn't a creative person myself, but most people don't have those kind of jobs. We have more ordinary jobs, you know, society has changed so that it's very much office-bound, there's a lot fewer farmers, there's a lot fewer people who work the land and fewer fishermen, so uh, our, our world has changed, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't that spark that just hadn't been lit all those years that can now emerge, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that myself a little bit. Um, One of the things I wanted to say, though, is that uh, I might be of the generation uh, that has, or some of us, who have experienced the gig economy as a journalist, as a freelance journalist, unlike somebody like yourself and my husband who worked for for newspapers as full-time staff. I, not having a pensionable job meant that I had to be very aware of retirement in the sense that there wasn't going to be anybody providing that pension for me. There wasn't going to be anybody, um, you know, sending me on that retirement course. And so I've eased myself into retirement by, not not by chance, but really by choice, or it, there was no other alternative. because. You know, as you get older, uh, and especially in our field, the, the work isn't there quite the way it used to be. So I think that a lot of younger people, and even those who are office-bound, but not permanently, they keep moving around, they keep changing their their um, work experience, are going to have to think a little bit differently, aren't they, uh, in, in terms of... Their personality and how closely attuned it was to the job they did, because that job is going to change, and it's not going to be as straightforward, and it's not going to be, you know, you're talking about the 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 uh, the river of life having lots of different turns and eddies and. Yes, I mean, one of the turns um, that they're
2: going to be in that river in future is uh, we've talked earlier mm-hmm. about people having. Not one, but maybe as many as five, five different, different jobs. C- That's right. Jobs. I mean, in a way, you know, there's more room for, mm-hmm. for personal satisfaction mm-hmm. and, and development, and um, we thrive on, on, on novelty, mm. although we may be a bit resistant to change. But, um, you know, th- this would mean that you have, instead of front loading with all your training uh, after you leave school, mm-hmm. It means that you would have periods of retraining throughout mm-hmm. your throughout your life which is something which may extend that working period. Um, I don't know why employers don't reinvest invest more in retraining, mm-hmm. uh, because that early training these days
1: can you know be and out allowing of date. people to move to different jobs within the organization. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. If you don't have the choice, if you're a freelance, then you have to do it yourself, of course. And uh, it also makes you. I have to say, it does make you a bit of a slave, though, to deadlines and never turning down work. Mm-hmm. And there's a real uncertainty, but there is. I just I know it myself. and I was very lucky to have a very Uh, a very um, well-paid freelance career, but there is a great uncertainty about how long the job will last, and you have to take the next one, and it's, it's not the easiest transition to a retirement, but it's going to happen, and maybe not by... Your own choice so that's something that I think the next generation is going to have to think about a lot more than ours did necessarily
2: yes I think um, that's what makes pl- starting to plan before you get to that stage sure. makes it makes a good deal of sense um, you need a plan to get to be where you want to be it's like going on holiday you wouldn't go off without having some kind of a plan no. about your destination
1: and but there's also po- a good there's a good expression you plan and God laughs and I, <laughs> I kind of I know you're you're much more positive about these things than I am
2: I am positive I yes and I'm positive that this can absolutely be the best stage in life <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, this this leads us, doesn't it, to our next um, podcast, our next Rewire Don't Retire podcast, which is going to look, though, at the very tricky subject of the retirement relationships that we have uh, going forward, and especially with our spouses and partners. Um, we're going to have those 2,000 extra hours a year to fill, and I think a lot of them are going to be with that person if, if you're both in the same retirement phase we're going to look at the next one next podcast and it's all going to be about a joint plan isn't mm. it we look forward to that okay and
0: Sponsored by Expressway. With MyExpressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.